Welcome to the Martini Meeting. I'm Eileen Soison, and Gina Tremarco is not here today. And don't get too sad. Don't get too sad. We've got Shay Prosser from Get It Together today who's going to talk with us uh, about some top money questions you might be having. So feel free to either call in with those questions or go ahead and log on and sign in and let us know what are the questions you have for Shay because she is a wealth of information. Get it? Wealth. Money. <laughs> get it. it? Get it? Who says I'm not the jokester? But anyway, we're going to be talking about things about improving your credit score, how to set a budget, maybe how to deal with husbands and the money, and maybe some suggestions for how to get your kids set up. Um, I know the Martini Meeting doesn't normally talk about things like that, but when we start our own businesses, we also need to be financially sound. So Shay is someone who does that for other people, so we're actually going to use her skills to help us to learn how to do that. So, Shay, thanks so much for being in the studio with us today. Well, thank you, Eileen. I'm excited to be here. And you drove in for this and everything. We appreciate it. I did. Came all the way in from Charlotte to the beautiful beach. It's great. Well, we are so glad to have you. It's It's been a, a great, great time with Gina and I doing the show. And we also have another guest. We have an intern here today. We have Christina who's actually an intern for the Meeting Institute, which is the company that I run. And Christine is one of our interns. And you want to say hi to our listeners? Hello, listeners. Doesn't she do a great job? <laughs> I tell you what, if that is one thing I have learned, utilize interns. It has been, and notice how I said utilize, not use. Thank Huge you. difference. <laughs> See, Christine, I've got your back. Yeah, we always know that uh, when you run your own business, and Shay, you do this, time, there's not enough of it, right? There's never enough time, and you need someone smart to help you and help get things. And sometimes it's nice to have someone who knows a little bit more about technology or some area that you might not know about. And that is Christina. Hey, I'm a big advocate of know your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. So Christina has been working on a big project for the Meeting Institute. She's actually working on our website and learning WordPress. And that has, how big of a project has that been for you? It has been a challenge, especially learning a whole new program. So I'm using my resources, going online, buying books, trying to <laughs> learn how to actually do that. So and it's been great. And Christine has been that intern that, for any business owner, has been a dream because she, the first day that she showed up for work was during Gina's and I training. She showed up, went to work, didn't really need much direction, and I need somebody like that. I need someone whose hand I don't need to hold. So I tell you what, it has been a great, great working relationship, at least for me so far. No, for me okay. too. So thank you. <laughs> it's nice to hear these. <laughs> you think so? It has been great. And when I said to Christina, oh, I also co-host a radio show. Do you want to come see what that's like? She's, just, I mean, again, I get those looks a lot like, what? <laughs> I, oh, I was yes. all for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she heard, what, my boss is going to let me drink a martini? This is fantastic. I mean, martini is in the name. You've got to yes. have martinis while you're doing the show or it wouldn't be right. And you know what? That's how, how Gina and I, that's, that's how we have our, our work world. We balance it out with all the other fun things like martinis and friends and, and making sure that we have people who know what they're doing to, <laughs> to help us when we get through those times. But um, anyway... Uh, Shay, tell us a little bit about Get It Together and what exactly the business does because you are co-owner and, and founder of, of this business, women, right? Women-owned. two women. We um, Get It Together does legal and financial education, so we do a couple different things, one of which is help people with their credit and cash management. By that, I mean if you have credit issues, you're trying to get your credit score up, you go and you find out you can't get a car loan, a mortgage, you'll come to us and we will help figure out what's on your report, why it's there, um, and then how to make things that are incorrect correct, and also teach you kind of how to do better and do better uh, with your money and with your credit. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is um, we've got a book coming out. Actually, what's kind of funny talking about interns, mm. I had a wonderful intern all summer that did the graphic design for this book, and she did a beautiful job. And it's all about how to get your life, your financial and legal life started Shannon, when you're in your 20s. That is so exciting. That's I great. Know. When does it come out? Whenever we can get it finished. <laughs> <laughs> Our intern has done her work. Now we need to uh, get the little fine things done. I might have to go find another intern to help me. Don't steal mine. I'm watching you. If I see business cards swapped today during this martini meeting... 
Well, give you, did I have you sign a non-competence clause or non? You had me sign a contract. <laughs> Eileen, go ahead and drink your martini. I'm going to talk to Christina over here for a little bit. Okay, this is not how women work. We <laughs> open in our backs, and then someone tries to steal your intern. Aren't you into sharing and helping and helping everyone grow and be better at their business? We are. But get your own intern. Dang <laughs> it! All right, I'll get one in Charlotte. But, uh, I love how you said. When Christina asked you, so when is it coming out? And the answer is, whenever we can get it all together. But how many times have you as a business owner found yourself who encourages others to stick to deadlines, that sometimes the deadline really is when I get five free minutes? I've got a small person who has deadlines that are sort of more looming, and she's about three and a half feet tall and about two years <laughs> old, and she is more demanding than my book is. So. Yes. That's a, that's the uh, pressing issue. Mm -hmm. Is generally, mommy, can I get something to eat? Well, just a minute after my book comes out, you can <laughs> I get something to eat. I have 25 pages to edit, then I'll feed you. <laughs> Do you know how to edit yet? Oh wait, you're learning your ABCs. Okay, <laughs> not good at that quite yet. And, and Shay is referring to her beautiful little girl Taylor, who um, definitely makes for a blessing, but it also gives you something else to think about when you're running a business. A, a child is something you always wish for and pray for and when you get it's fantastic, but we know running a business, it is not always that easy, wouldn't you say? I would say it's the reason that you're driven and it's the reason that drives you crazy, too. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, you know, you want to be better for your, for your kids and show them how... Uh, things can happen and really, you know, live out what you're trying to teach them. But at the same time, you're going, can I just get a job somewhere where someone will pay me and, you know, and I'll have free time? Because when you run your own business, free time is, can I get a few things done in this time? Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's difficult, but it's, uh, you know, inspiring, too. You've got Casey. I I'm, know. People will say to me, why did you send me an email at 1230 last night? I said, oh, I was just getting started. For me, I go to, you know, I go into my office, and that's when my shift starts, and that's at 9 at night because my son, who's four and a half, has just gone to bed. So those of us who have children, run and own a business, know the dynamics of that. And, and I would like to talk about that at, at some point today during the show because that is something that we really haven't touched on yet here at the Martini Meeting. You know, Gina doesn't have children, but she loves mine. She does. <laughs> she loves Casey. And well, he's uh, cute. He really is. <laughs> I should really put up pictures and be that gushing, annoying mom, but I won't. But um, it is like some those brag books that they have. Yeah, see, I haven't gotten to that part, but my Facebook even isn't inundated completely with my child. So I'm really not that mom, but I know when I talk about running a business and things like that, unless you have a child, you, sometimes other people don't always understand that. When you say, well, no, I, I can't make that meeting because I have to pick up my child. Or no, I won't schedule a meeting during that time. Yeah, and there are certain people who really get it and understand. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got an excellent business partner who has um, her, she just sent her youngest child to college, and so she's in a little bit different situation, but she gets it. She knows that there are certain hours of the week that she is free to book whatever meetings for us that she wants, but she also knows to try to get me, at, when I'm not mm -hmm. traveling, to try to get me at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the only place you can get me is at home because I've got someone napping, and right. she knows that this is the way things are and is incredibly supportive of that um, but you gotta have people around you who help with that rather than take it as a big um, detraction and one thing I found in fact it even happened this morning sometimes I have to set boundaries without even telling people I'm setting boundaries I have a certain client who will remain nameless who calls me at 815 now to most normal people 815 is an appropriate time to call someone in the business world a little early. For me, 8.15 is when I am on two wheels pulling into my child's school to not be the last one to drop my kid off. Picture it, if you will, I am the last one dropping my kid off. Because you're <laughs> on the phone with the client yes. going, well, yes, we could get that done just as soon as I don't have a four-and-a-half-year-old yeah. in the back of my So car. I just don't answer the phone. Yep. But after four times calling me in the last two weeks, it still hasn't sunk in with this client that at 8.15, Eileen does not answer her phone. And I realize that if I answer the phone, I have opened up the boundary to say it's okay to call me at that time. So there might be clients that I specifically, if I know that they either don't have children or wouldn't understand, I literally say I don't answer my phone until 9. It's not to be rude. It's not to be mean. But it's what works for me to make sure that my kid still is priority number one until 9 o'clock. 
<laughs> and he's the teachers. <laughs> but they've got it. But it's also when you can give the best service to your customers. It's great point. Great yeah, point. Nobody wants to talk to you. I mean, I've I've had that same thing. I let it get a voicemail when I need to. You know, mm. I need to concentrate on my child and get her settled and do whatever she needs to, and then concentrate on the client because. Otherwise, they're getting half my brain, and that's not what they're paying for. And how embarrassing. Yeah. Have you have you been in one of those positions yet, Shay, where you're like, oh, my gosh, would you please be quiet? I've yep. done, the like, the visual And you can, those of you who are moms out there or dads who know what that's like, you've done that face. Yeah. Where you're literally threatening, threatening death to that child if they talk. Oh, definitely. And there's also the times when you've got something really pressing, and it, I've answered the phone but it's only with people that I know understand and can say, I am answering this because I really know we've been trying to get in touch with each other, but I've got to let you know I am following a three or two-year-old mm-hmm. around my backyard. So, you know, they, under, the they understand. And I, but it's few and far between because even people, I've found that um, people forget, even people who have children and don't quite remember that a two-year-old doesn't take shushing. <laughs> that is an invitation to throw something or speak louder or go into something dangerous. <laughs> our, our, our producer, Justin, has uh, has a, a little one, and and it's so great because he'll, he'll bring them in, and he's usually right over in this room jumping around in his jumperoo, and I look back going, oh, you mean when they would actually stay put? Yeah, containment? That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, Dustin, enjoy it now because it's, it's definitely a different case when you're here. But now Casey follows me. Oh, yeah. I've hidden in my closet. <laughs> I've yep. hidden in my walk-in closet and had a meeting because my son's been on the door banging. Mommy, let me in. Now, how embarrassing is that? I've done meetings from my car when my husband <laughs> is home so that he will literally walk in the door at 530 and I'll say, you know, I've got to call this client back. I will go out to my car <laughs> or out to, we have a separate um, workshop at, at the house. And so I go out and I'm sitting there in his tool shed, looking at his tools <laughs> and going, how did my life become this? You're looking this is around. This business is? In you're a quiet place. You can find <laughs> exactly. You're looking for a pen and all you find is a rake. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. And I know we probably have listeners who can relate to that. And just if you have a funny place that that you have um, had a meeting due to a child, please call us. You can call us in at 914-338-1186. And I'm seeing a note here to uh, to go ahead and... Uh, you, you have um, a guest we do right now by the name of Gina. I, I don't know if I know her. <laughs> She's just jealous she doesn't have a martini right now. Oh, she is so jealous. Do I need to call her on? What? <gasps> Hi, I what? miss you. You couldn't resist I calling. I can hear you. <laughs> How are you? How did your um, your client go today? Didn't you have some? I'm actually on the way to the client right now, but I just left uh, where I did a speaking presentation about the power of improv. Oh, I love it. I love it. And how was it received? The power of yes and. Uh, very well, as always. Of, co- of course it is. <laughs> Gina is not one to of be course. shy on confidence. Gina, can I tell them about the other day, my favorite <laughs> comment? Can I tell them? Uh, sure. It's very entertaining. We were yeah. somewhere, and we were at a, um, a group meeting, and uh, Gina and I just happened to be there together, but I had was speaking. So before I got to speak, we were doing chit-chat, and someone said to Gina, oh, Carolina Improv in Uptown, the theater. Oh, I haven't been there yet. Gina doesn't miss a beat. She looks at him dead eye and goes, oh, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you will. (laughs) Now, to run a business, you have to have confidence. Gina Tremarco, she does not lack in the confidence area. I loved it. I I think I, what did I call you, like four hours later, Gina, and was just dying laughing. I'm like, did you really say, oh, you will? (laughs) Yeah, and it was so funny because I thought you were going to um, make a comment because I was there was someone who spoke up and said a really nice thing about me, and I thought that's what you were. You're like, um, I got to tell you, like what happened, like what happened today in this meeting, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm really touched by that. But you're like, did you say you will? Yeah, I totally disregarded the praise and compliments that Gina got. She really did. She had um, a woman, Wimberly, right? 
Was that her name? Wimberly, yeah. Wimberly, who mentioned Gina yeah. as a mentor. And it was just a really touching moment. But, you know, Gina gets tons of those, so I move right past it. <laughs> There's a problem with being someone, too good. Someone's got to keep Gina in her place. You know, someone. Yeah, I don't even know absolutely. if I'm the woman for the job. Absolutely. Uh, well, you are truly missed. If we it takes, could... It takes, go ahead, Gina. It takes several people to keep me in place. Amen to that. Um, but, Gina, while you're still in the line, before, there, we, before we go to break, can we raise our glasses to you? Cheers Please to Gina. Cheers. To this me. is to Cheers. Gina. We miss you. Aww. We wish you were on on um, on the radio with us. But you are, of course. You always make it come true. Oh, look at that, the shakers. Well, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to call in real quick. I've only got a, a second, but I just wanted to chime in that even without kids, you're working around the clock as a business owner just because you you have to get it all done. So, with children, without children, that's that was like the commentary I was going to make. And yes, I do love Casey. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How could you not? Well, Gina, thanks so much for calling in. And, and just like you do always in perfect timing, because we're getting ready to go to break. So I just want to thank you so much for calling in. Uh, good luck this afternoon with your client. Thanks. See you guys. Have a good show. Bye, Gina. Bye, Gina. Bye, Gina. All right, we're going to go ahead and take Bye. a Bye, Gina. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Come back and join us, and we're going to be back to learn more from Shay. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting, and we do have our meet, our Martinis, and I did not get to say what kind we were having this week. We usually like to share with our meeting attendees what our, our flavor is, and the flavor today is pomegranate. Now, I know some of you are thinking, didn't we just have that a few weeks ago? But it's different. This one is different. I got the pomegranate vodka and the pomegranate mixer. So it is a little different. How, how does it taste? It's wonderful. You know, any meeting that has martini in it, mm -hmm. I, I will attend any meeting like this. <laughs> I'll be back next week. <laughs> Even though we might have another guest next week, Shay's coming back. Oh, I don't have drinks. to get on the air. I'm just gonna sit. I'm just gonna sit and have drinks with you guys. <laughs> we might have to talk to Zeus Radio and see if they'd like to put a bar out front or something, since uh, we're gonna have people just in line to come to our meetings. Now, how many times has that happened, where you have people who just are dying to come to your meetings. Doesn't when you happen. go, you know what? I've got to go to that meeting, and I have to have the martini because it's in the name of the show, and it'd mm -hmm. be, you know, false advertising if we didn't actually have the martinis. So, and I love when people go, "You mean you really drink the martinis?" Well, yeah, yeah. It's what makes it so fun. I mean, it's not called the no martini meeting. I mean, <laughs> we have the martinis. So it is um, pomegranate martini today, and n we will have. Next week on the show, we will be having Amanda Holland, who is with Premier Designs Jewelry, and it's a fabulous company, and I do not have any of their jewelry on right now, but I will next week, and um, I'll let you know what martini we'll be having then. I wonder what Amanda would like. Hmm. Something sparkly. Ooh, something sparkly. Something I like sparkly. that. I'm going to write that down. Like, you know, gold flecks or Ooh. silver in it. I mean... I might have to give it a premier design name and everything. Ooh, that would be Amanda good. would love that. For those of uh, you who have not have heard of Premier Designs Jewelry, it's uh, a company that encourages, empowers women to run their own business, be responsible for a team of women who sell this jewelry. And Amanda just does so well at what she does. She was actually just recognized at their national conference, uh, won a huge award there. So really excited about having Amanda on the show next week and with sparkly martinis. Yes. Well, that's such a neat style of business, too. I mean, when you are going out to start your own business, finding something that's proven, um, I would highly suggest that. For <laughs> as, as I'm looking at my friend Eileen, who's done just what I've done, gotten something that's not proven, when you can get a great line, like I'm sure this jewelry is, uh, it's a great way to start a business. And you're stepping into something that's already been tried and true. There's a business model. They they probably have that crazy thing called a business plus pl plan. Is yeah. that what that's called? A business, how the heck does this go kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah we have... Um, one of our, our team members is our, our strategy and operations consultant. His name is Ted. And he's like, so when do we get those numbers? How do we know? I'm like, yeah, as soon as I get my taxes done. He's like, haven't you been saying that for three months? And he just said this to me the other day, and it took all of me not to just sit on him and squash him like a grape because that is my project all next week. Ooh. 
You know, uh, I have to do an entire year of taxes. Ooh. Oh, wait, let me back up. Yeah. How, many, how many martinis does that no, take? No, let me not even do my taxes. I have to enter in every receipt Ooh. from 2009. Oh, So that's my whole week. So things like that, like you don't, you can't give that to somebody else. That's something you have to do, things like that. So I tell you what, it is the nemesis of if I had something else that someone told me what to do all the time, I probably would do a lot better. So see, Christine, as an intern, you can tell me what to do. I do appreciate it. So take full ownership of that website that you're working on for the Meeting Institute. Just tell me when, when things need to be done. I work much better that way, i.e. Yeah. taxes not getting done. <laughs> Someone's got to put it at the top of the priority list and preferably on their, their priority oh, list. Priorities. I mean, is that something you find? And here you are telling people what their priority should be with money. Now, is that something, when you when you started Get It Together, was it something because you did so well with your financial priorities or because you saw it as such a need and a priority for other women? I, I would say both. I mean, I'm pretty good at it. You know, I um, have spent a lot of time being educated. I was a financial advisor before I uh, started this business. And who did you work for? Merrill Lynch. A small little company. I'm yeah. sure some of our listeners have heard of Merrill Lynch. Small company, now <laughs> Bank of America. Um, you know, it, it was because I did well at it, but the other part is, is that I found that um, there's great companies that will help people who have money, but then there's a lot of us out there who are um, younger or didn't start as early as they maybe wanted to, for a lot of reasons, maybe aren't in a position where you have hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're able to invest, but you still need advice and you still need help and you need somebody to tell you where to go and what to do. Uh, and that's what we wanted to be, is the place where people could go. Like I said, the book we've written is just about about what to do when you're in your 20s and it's, you know, when you're starting out your life and when and you've why got... why in the 20s? Why is that such a, a, a prime age to focus on that? Because you haven't had a chance to screw things up. <laughs> Are you sure about that one? <laughs> you can screw them up, you know. I mean, it's kind of fun because the book can be taken by all different um, ages, but the cool thing about it, 20s is when you're out there, you're so full of life and so full of energy and that passion to do well and to start your life out right. Um, and what we found is there's really not a guide out there. And so to help people that are 23, 24, 25, when you've just got a job and you go, okay, well, somebody says I should go start my 401K, but the bars need my money too. <laughs> you know, Those drinks aren't going to drink themselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I have said, you know, I was really rich in my 20s and I'm really poor oh. in my 30s because is that not the truth? all the money goes to the kid, you know college fund or things like that and I'm going I have to go to the college fund before I have to go out to eat and your, your priorities shift but my biggest thing is that helping people figure out what their priorities are not what mine are mm -hmm. you know if if it is the best thing that you do in your week to go out to eat and spend time with your friends or your spouse or whatever then do it I won't take that off of your list but if you're so I think figuring out what your own priorities what are people huge. most what are what do people fight you on the most? Because I'm thinking of me. Probably meals and entertainment, I would think. <laughs> yeah, um, meals and entertainment. Um, and the biggest thing is we get people to try to look at what they really like and look at look at the areas that they're spending money. Like for instance, um, your TV provider. Do you have the extra super duper package and you don't use it? You know, like for instance, I'm only laughing because yeah, my husband's like, "Why do our me? channels go up to three thousand? Yeah, I, you know, I'm like the Big Ten Network. Come on, oh. I need it. But you know, it's like certain things. If you love it and you need it and you feel like it's a need it in terms of like you did not want to use the word. I did not want to say need, but because needs are a whole different thing. Yes, but. If it's something that really enhances your life and makes it better, then maybe you're willing to give up something, something else. else. You know, everybody talks about the latte factor, about how getting rid of the coffee that mm -hmm. you drink in the morning. Well, my business partner would fight you on that tooth <laughs> and nail because that's, that's her, her morning. priority. She doesn't care about going out to dinner. She wants to go and get her hot cup of name brand coffee that someone else makes made. for her, mm -hmm. and it starts her day out right. And I wouldn't take that away. So. You know, what about the people who won't give won't give up a priority? They feel that every single thing 
is because I would see that's a struggle for you as a consultant and working with people to help them to become financially sound and driven but they're not willing to give up anything. We do get that, but one thing is when people generally come to us, they, they know they need it. They're feeling some sort of pain, and so um, I'll tell about one general client that uh, has a lot, a lot of debt in terms of student loans and credit card debt, and I had to have a conversation with her about why she needed to give up her department store credit card. I mean, she's you know losing sleep at night. Her husband and she are having problems um, mm-hmm. relating. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because of the fact that they together have gotten this debt, and I'm like helping her realize that you can go ahead and cut up that store credit card because there is nothing in the blouse section that qualifies as a need <laughs> if you have things in your closet. So uh, once they get to us, they have figured out there's some area of their life they want to improve, um, and it's still a conversation. And I would think debt has got to be, in today's society, in today's time, especially when you see so many people losing jobs, putting things on plastic, plastic seems to be cash to people. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's something. Debt is a huge thing. I mean, think about this. If you have to pay cash for something, do you think about exactly how much it is? And then if you play, if you pay for something with plastic, how many times do you not know whether you've mm-hmm. just spent twenty, thirty, or forty dollars? I'll just right. pay for it later. Or yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot count the number of times that I have either done it myself or seen people. <laughs> you go to the grocery store and literally, I don't know what I've spent until I get out of there. And I go, I couldn't tell you whether it was twenty dollars or or sixty dollars. Yeah. And if you have cash or if you're really conscious of what you're spending, you know what it is and you know why you're spending it and how you're spending it. So it's um, And debt, people have been accruing debt over the last number of years. Um, and a lot of people have figured out that uh, it's harder to pay off. And especially even if you still have a job, lucky you. Yeah. I mean, I'm in North Carolina and South Carolina is no better. I mean, we're, we're both having a big unemployment problem. But... When you have a job that is uh, either insecure or you don't have a job, this comes that home. That debt's not good. Yeah, I can definitely see how that could be an issue of pain for people. So what I'd like to do is if anyone has any questions about how you can alleviate your debt or any some of the tips that Shay could share with you, please give us a call or text us, chat us in, and the number is 914-338-1186. Call in and we'll see what advice Shay could give you to get rid of your debt. Join us back here in a minute. And welcome back to the Martini Meeting with Eileen Soison. And we have Shea Prosser in today from Get It Together. And during the break, we had about a 1,000 questions for Shea that we probably <laughs> should have saved for on air. But we just had a, so many questions about the topic of debt and how a lot of us have, have been in that situation when you realize you're over your head. And and Christina had some great questions and comments being in her 20s of, well, here's what I see. And, you know, just going out thinking that that plastic is the same as cash and how that mm-hmm. can really get you in trouble. And I heard right before we went on, you said, now, what about cash? What do you recommend about that? <laughs> Shay, if you could give us some insights with debit and, and some suggestions that would keep people out of debt or those who are in such debt, how can it keep them out of more debt? I would say the first thing is is stop using your credit cards. Um, credit cards should be for emergencies or for the rare individual that really does pay it off at the end of the month and uses it as a management technique. Generally, those people don't end up needing me. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say, how many of the people, though, that hire you are those few people? I mean, I have a friend of mine, actually two good friends, um, one of which is my mentor. Her and her husband, they use their American Express for Everything They pay their groceries, their bills, but they use it for points, mm-hmm. and then they pay it every month, so they don't pay any interest. And then at the end, they have all those points. My other friend, Rob, he uses his U.S. Airways for everything, but this is also the same kid who, God love him, and, if he, and I'm not talking about him behind his back, because if he were here, he was just here this weekend, he will tell you, he has a graph for every month of when he's in the red and when he's in the black, he works hard so that he can travel around the world. When you're mm-hmm. from that mentality, he traveled the world after he graduated college on, I think it was $12,000. He wow. saved up $12,000 in a year, but used his miles for the plane. Those two people are the only two people I know. 
And those do that. they sound like they completely got it together. And, you know, where we, oh, I like where we fall, I know, I didn't even try. <laughs> uh, but, you know, where we work is with normal people. And it's not just people who've gotten into problems. It's people who just want to improve right. oh, things, yeah. learn about things. Um, sometimes it's to help have a conversation within a couple to get the conversation started. Maybe one person wants to save, the other person doesn't, uh, however it is. But when it comes to cash versus credit card, I would say be very cognizant of how you use your credit card. I carry one credit card and generally use it for business expenses, and I like to have something on a credit card that's kept it. If you keep it in your wallet, uh, put a Post-it note on it that says for emergencies only <laughs> and tape it up because at least if you go and you have to take that up, there's something physical about having to take That's that That's a great off, point. You know that... Um, Do I really need this? Yeah. yeah that a round of drinks is going to really make that, you think. That round of golf, <laughs> that, you know, that thing that you want, you need to know this is not an emergency and make a choice there. Um, Generally, I advocate uh, cash or a debit card that you keep track of. Um, I had a, a client who was uh, having some big problems that called me one day, and she said, okay, how can I stop overdrawing my account but not having to keep a register? And I said, there's only two ways that you can do this. Either you have to have a big buffer in your account that is you know, a, a large enough amount that you can go over or above that buffer and um, give yourself some leeway, which she wasn't in a position to do that. Or I said, or you have to write down everything that you do, and you have to know what checks are out there. But she's like, I don't like either of the <laughs> she's like, Yeah, she didn't like them, and that's that's where we get in a little of the tough love. You don't get to, unless you have a buffer in your account uh, and are at a place where you, you know what you spend every month, and you kind of um, keep a cash flow that's uh, positive cash flow. You've got more <laughs> money than you're spending. Uh, if you're not in that situation, and then sometimes I found it's not even though that you have the cash flow. Like my husband and I, he lives on this world, mm-hmm. and I live on this world. I'm the one who checks it, mm-hmm. so I am the the keeper of the checkbook. Yes. So I'll think we're fine, and all of a sudden I see the number in red, and I'm like, "What? What is this?" And he's like. Oh, I didn't know we were low on money. I went to Lowe's and spent eight hundred dollars. I'm like, what did we need at Lowe's that was eight hundred dollars? Yeah. And so I think the miscommunication, even without the money issue, because I'm planning on a check coming in on Friday, in my head and on my register, it works. Yep. I keep the head register, and I also um, use MS Money, which is actually a product. Any advice on that? Like the communicate. I mean, we've tried yeah. everything. We've tried that. Tell me when you're spending money. But then I don't want to. You know, he's my husband. He's a grown man. I'm not going to be like, you can't yeah. take any money out. And then I even tried doing the Dave Ramsey of, here's cash in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Once this here's money your cash, is your done. Cash. Yeah. Um, I think that it. You know, couples need to have a conversation, and you need to know how you have conversations as mm-hmm. a couple and t- don't make your money conversation completely different. Um, use some of the things that work in other areas. The, hey, honey, could you unload the dishwasher? Hey, honey, could you not spend where <laughs> we're on the low side right yeah. now? You know, And I think that's the way I actually do it with my husband is we're the same. I'm the keeper of the register. I mean, I don't want to give that up. It's not, <laughs> it's not something I would ever lose control over, but he also needs to know what's going on. And so I kind of will say, hey, until something, until X happens or Y happens, you know, we got it. We got a check coming in for this work or that work. Um, especially if you're in a type of business that maybe isn't steady. You know, if you're, if you are commissioned or if you own your own business um, or if you rely on some overtime work that's maybe not steady, let them know a couple weeks ahead of time. Say, hey. We're on, um, a friend of mine calls it family holdback, and it's called, <laughs> yeah, and he and his wife call it FHB, and they'll just say, you know. I like that. She'll, she'll say, hey, you're going to the grocery store, you want to get some stuff for dinner, remember we're on FHB, and he knows that. I love it, that. I'm going to write that down yeah, right now. It's chicken, it. not steak that night. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's other times, but I think you also have to remember to say on the good times, um, where you do have a little extra, or let them know that it's not always a holdback, mm-hmm. um, and let yourself feel that too. I mean, that's gosh, a great point. You, you, you know, when you go, hey, honey, let's go out to dinner. We got, you know, we've done well We're this okay. month. We've, you know, you've done some great work. You know, if you're both, whoever works or however the money does come in, go. 
gosh, we've done awesome. Let's go celebrate, you know. And what a great way to make money not always be the bad conversation. I, I know when my husband and I got married, that was something that he had two rules. I mean, there's others, but the two main ones were we will never fight about money. Mm-hmm. The second was when we do fight, we're never to cuss at each other. Mm. My husband and I have been together 14 years, and we have never cussed at each other. And it's funny because when I hear other people fighting, and I, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me because when I hear them call each other just such derogatory names, I'm like, I'm so glad we set that rule in the beginning because our marriage is so much stronger for that. Same thing with money. Mm-hmm. You know, we made that rule in the beginning, and, and people think, oh, yeah, yeah, we can handle it. But, I mean, there's a reason why. If you look in the Bible, nothing is mentioned more than money. Yep. Because money will be the downfall to a civilization, to a marriage, to a business. You know how many times that Gina and I have talked about, you can still be profitable, but be bankrupt. Yes. Yep. And you, you don't have cash flow coming through, those things like that. What... um. What I'd like to hear back, you know, we're going to get ready to go into a break here in a minute or two, but I would really love to hear from you for any of our small business people, people that are looking to start up a business, what would be some smart things that they could do that you have seen as a business owner yourself? You know, what would work? I I came into my business in a situation that I'd worked for another company for about 10 years, and, and I saw the writing on the wall. I knew it wasn't going to be the company I thought it was going to be for me. And so I had started an envelope in my drawer, and it said Operation Go, which stood for Operation Get Out. It's <laughs> great. And every time a certain person in our organization would anger me or make me do something that I didn't agree with, I would put five bucks, ten bucks. When she really made me bad, I'd go down to the, yes, I'd use my debit. <laughs> And I would take out 200 bucks. I remember there was one decision I was so furious with, and it was the Monday before I left. I put $400 in there, and I made the rule that I would never open up that envelope until it was the day to leave mm-hmm. because I wanted to know when I started my own business, it would because it was for me, not out of frustration with somebody else. Yeah. So after a year and a half, I opened up that envelope, and there was $4,300 in there. Wow. And you've got a little nest egg to start with. That's what I started my business with. Is it a business model I tell anybody else to do? Probably not, but it's what worked for me. So I don't have the experience that you do, Shay, to say, here's the, the right way to do it. I just had a, I know I'm not going to be here much longer. But see, you had the right instincts. You know, the things I would tell people if they're starting a business or making a change in their life, you know, whether it be uh, going to a job that pays less, which a lot of people are going to now, or trying to do something that you're passionate about, Get your personal finances in order mm-hmm. and make sure that you understand what is going out each month and what is coming in at the current state and then also what may or may not. I mean, when you start a business, you've got to plan on not making money for a, a, mm-hmm. a longer time than you want you would like. to. <laughs> yes. We all think our businesses are going to take off and, and we're going to be profitable in six months. The average is somewhere around three years. Mm-hmm. And you need to know that you're willing to make the sacrifices in your personal uh, financial situation, and or that you have the money saved up to do that. Um, and I would say the other reason that you're going to want your personal finances in order is that many small businesses need a loan at some point to grow, whether it's a couple mm-hmm. years in. So if you start at the beginning and are able to have your own personal financial financial situation sustainable. It doesn't have to be gorgeous. It just has to be sustainable so that you're not accruing more debt than you need. Then a couple years in your business, when you go to get that loan, your credit's going to be fine, and you're going to be able to get that cash infusion that you might need. And the other thing is, if you're looking for venture capital or other people to invest in your business, it's a signal to them that mm-hmm. you are a good investment. And doesn't a bank look at your last five years of personal history, regardless if you're even applying for That's what signed on? told me, yes. too. So That's what, and we're getting yeah. ready next year. Yeah. So any advice you can give both to our small business startups and to those of us like yes. me, yeah. who I, I'm, we're looking next year. Yep. So that's why that business plan has to be done. <laughs> business plans. But, you know, it's really um, plans for your personal life and your personal financial future and your business, especially if you're a sole proprietorship. You should look at them next to each other and go, if you're planning on making X in your personal life and you're planning on, you know, your business growing Y, then... If they're not matching up, or if your business really can't sustain it, you can't bank on it in your personal life. So you really, I Mm. think, having a 
having the other part about that is, as you said earlier in the program, know what you're good at and outsource the rest. I totally agree with that because I am a firm believer that people who are good at something, we're all good at something, can be excellent at something. And I love people who are excellent at the things that I really cannot do. Oh, like, amen to that. I'm great with money. And we probably have some people who are just listening right now going, thank goodness there's a Shay and there's a get it together because these are things I need to know. So we're going to go ahead and go into a break right now. But if when we come back, we're going to talk about that small business startup and even, like you said, Shay, small business sustainability. So let's talk yep. about that when we get back. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting, and this is usually the segment of the show where Gina is singing Martina McBride, and we all have to listen. Isn't the Martini Shaker a much better sound? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we like it. Then don't worry, we will not sing for you. <laughs> well, we are just having a fabulous time with Shay Prosser here from Get It Together and just learning so much. And I feel bad because I keep asking her questions that will serve my business well, but I'm assuming that our listeners are in very similar boats of business, that they want to know how can we make this work and how can we sustain because those of us who are females we, we're usually more passionate about our business and we don't tend to look at the financials because we just believe in our so, ourselves so much that sometimes the passion overlooks what's black and white so what would what advice would you give if there's a listener right now who wants to know how can I financially set up to start the business of my dreams as well as how do I sustain Okay, the business of my dreams. We talked a little bit before about um, how to get yourself set up uh, to be in a position where you'd be attractive for someone to give money to. One of the things that you can't neglect is your personal credit score. They look at your personal taxes and personal financial history. Credit score is one of the areas that I think people need to take charge and make sure they understand it. Even if you think you have good credit, which most most people would say that they have good credit, but they don't actually know no, their number. Their number, or they don't really they have not looked in the last twelve months to find out what's on it. Or oh. you read that report and it's like hieroglyphics. Or yeah. you pull it up and you look at it and you say, What do you mean I have a K's jewelers card? I thought I closed that out. Why is that still on there? There's things For me it's the reading of the report and I get so agitated that I have to put it down or drink five martinis to get through it. And then you can't read anything. And then I can't read anything, and then it looks fabulous. Yeah. You know, it's really going through and understanding what's on it, because even if you have a good credit report, I pull. Is there a resource to be able to understand your credit score? What would you recommend? Because that's something I know I wish I had. Um, I hate to say it, but there's not a good resource that I know Just of to understand it. it. Um, that's on not to plug my own business, but we, that's what we do is because it's hard to understand. And I would pay for that right there. Yeah, and I actually say what is common sense is not necessarily credit sense because mm, some of the point. things that will move your score up or down are not necessarily common sense. So, uh, for as. instance, paying off things that... Um, we work with a lot of people that are about to try to get a mortgage. So there's um, we generally have two steps with them. First of all, it's getting the score to where it needs to be. And a lot of times it's to get a better interest rate, not just to get a mortgage, but to get you over the point to get a better one. But sometimes we do some things in the short term that clean things up and make them correct. But, for instance, going back and looking and um, having contact with someone for, say, a debt that's five years old, in the long term, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to take care of things. We're highly, we're advocates of taking care of what you've done and learning to go forward. But in the short term, if you go back and talk to that credit creditor, they can then put the last contact as today, and that can negatively impact your credit score. Ooh. So it's something that you wouldn't necessarily think of. You have to it's know... definitely tricks of the trade that you would know yeah. because this is your business. And you have to know what you want your score to do for you when it comes into uh, the business side of things. Know what you want your score to to, to do for you and what needs to be on there. Um, you do want some credit. You know, I I would like to have no credit card because I think it would be nice, but I need it for a business as I'm well the same as way. having a credit history. We um, went through a situation, and I'm sure you have clients like this as well, you know, we got married later, you know, because mm -hmm. we had careers first, and 
you know, I, I come from a family where when you're 18, don't let the door hit you on the butt when you leave. And so I paid for everything myself. So a wedding. Mm-hmm. What did we do with the wedding? We put it on credit card. <laughs> so we paid that off for so long, you know, and it just, oh. Well, you know, it's funny. So I, I always tell a story on my husband that um, is a good story and a bad story about credit. And this is that we met when we were in our late 20s. And um, so he was you know, 28 or 29 and going to try to buy, buy me a ring. Well, he is the type of guy who's lived on cash his whole life. And You're the only thing match he, made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that he you, ever Johnny. put on. I know. <laughs> it was. It, it, you know, it's one of those things. I was like, oh, that's good. We might not have very much money at different points, and you know, when the at different points in life. But gosh, it's cash. Yes. And he went to go get a credit card because he said, you know, I want to, I want to make a purchase. I don't really want to spend the cash that I, you know, just was trying to balance things out. It was the first major purchase that he's ever had other than a car, and. They said no. And this is, uh, we've been married five years tomorrow, so it's about the anniversary. anniversary. I didn't know that. But so, you know, six or seven years ago, back when, you know, you could breathe and get a credit card. Right. Well, what a time difference. Uh, yeah, when they were giving them to, you know, kids with credit, uh, with uh, t shirts on college <laughs> yeah. campuses, they're going, you have no income here, have one. Yes. Oh, can we? $1,500 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he went to get one, and they said, no, you don't have any credit history. And he said, well, I'm, I'm 28 years old or 20, and I've, I've paid everything in cash. And, you know, here, I'll show you. Hey, we, we went through this, and it was as a matter of principle. We kept going to different places and saying, we don't understand this. And they finally said, because you don't have any credit history, we will not give you a credit card. But And I kept saying, well, but 18-year-olds don't have a credit right. history, but they're 18. And so it was a... Um, that's an example for me of when common sense isn't necessarily the same. I mean, you would think a 28, 29-year-old who's paid everything in Without cash, any debt. Yeah. Well, they know, they know, they know they're not going to make much interest off of him. <laughs> they're going to make a whole lot more interest off the 19-year-old. Right? Isn't who, that sad? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we figured out a different way to do it, and we've since made sure to uh, get his history to where it needs to be because uh, that's where, the, you know, kind of people will assume that they have good credit but sometimes they have no credit or they haven't looked at it. So I do recommend going to the government's site, which is annualcreditreport.com. Be very careful of how you type that in. But what I suggest people do is... And is that when... Am I correct that every time you get your credit card, look, your credit report looked at, that does harm? Is that... What's no. the myth? What's the truth you in that? actually... When someone else who's trying to issue you credit, when they pull your credit report, that can be negative. You could pull your credit report every single day, and it would never have a negative impact. I did not know that. So, yeah, That's you can, and actually, say that site again, annualcreditreport.com. It is a site, the three credit bureaus, there's three major ones, and they are required to give you a free copy of your report once a year because... If this is such a big thing, you should know what's on it. Right. Um, and if you go to annual credit report, I suggest pulling one every four months. I have it on my calendar because I'm that type of person that every <laughs> four months I go. I'm going to do that and now. I That's pull, a great idea, Shay. And you have to pay a small fee to get the actual report. Make sure you don't sign up. They all try to trick you into a monthly monitoring service. Um, I don't suggest that you do that unless you think you've had an identity theft problem. But... Definitely go every three months, every four months, pull one of the three, and that way you just take a look at it and you see is everything correct. And what you want to do is just go by line by line. It doesn't actually take that long once you've done it a couple of times. Make sure things are correct. On the it. last time I got my credit report was when I was actually starting this, mm -hmm. the business, and my accountant, I said, well, how do I start this? And he was, you know, really great about it. And he's like, well, I just did mine. He goes, but it took me seven months. Well, to get everything, you know, till you yeah. make the phone calls. He had things that were still on his credit report that you just have to make those phone calls. And as we all know, when you're busy with a family and a business and other things, just five minutes to make a phone call can cost you. So, but it's better it's to something do you're it. saying is is important to do. And like your accountant said, it can take months for things to get done. So you don't want to do it as you're walking into the bank to try to get that small business loan that you need to keep your business going for the next year. 
and to so that grow. credit report is really important for our business owners out yep. there listening right now. If you haven't checked it, check it soon. Go to that annualcreditreport.com. If you had to give two of your you must do's, what are the Shea Prosser's you must do's to be financially sound in, in today's economy? What would you recommend, whether it be to your women um, audience? Um, I, we just hit on one of my to do's is know what your credit report says. I want to add one other area that they're People are using credit reports. Um, in certain jobs, they're using not just financial jobs, but certain they will pull your credit report. They have to have your permission to do it, but they'll pull your credit report as an indication of how responsible you are. And so that's another really, area. Really? They can do yeah. that? They can do it with your with your Did permission. You know that, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another reason why you're going to want it to, to be good. Um, I would. The other bit that goes along with credit is be very careful of how you use credit cards if you use them at all try to go to a co- to a cash system cash being debit card cash being something that is immediately out of your account mm-hmm. um, whether it be actual carrying cash or a debit card um, and the and the third thing because I'll add I'll add another one is one for free see how do, nice yeah, has. do some sort of tabulation to understand what goes in and out of your household. Check it every month for three months so you start to get a trend. You don't always have to know month by month, but you should know, hey, we run X amount behind every month. Mm-hmm. And that'll let you know, hey, we're, we're going through our savings. Or around what time of the month. Yeah. Do you know exactly when you're doing the panic of quick run to the bank, put $50 in yes. cash in there? And also look forward to months that you know are are. Spending months, um, the holidays, cash flow months. <laughs> yes, but then there's other months that you know. What I always say is, for a lot of different people, December is a big month. It's a lot of parties. It's um, a lot of different holidays. November and December, but February, who does anything in February? No, everybody's got different. You know, somebody might have a huge ski trip that they save up for, but know what months are more cash heavy, and that's okay. But just know it and plan for it. Awesome, Shay. Wealth of information. Thank you so much for being here and just coming in and telling us a little bit more. Would you be willing to give your website out and tell people where you're located and and if they want to follow up with questions that we didn't get to in this quick hour? Yeah, we are always open for questions, um, and we do work with people all over um, via phone and web, too. Uh, The website is nowgetittogether.com. So that's now get it together, and um, my business partner is Hallie Hawkins, a lawyer who can help you with a lot of different things as well. So, awesome! It's been great being here with you, Eileen. I love the martini meeting. I want to come back next week. <laughs> Gina, can I come back? <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't have her phone on pager to call. The co- what? They said my name. I need to call in. I need to call in. Eileen says they're having other guests. I think I'm going to call Gina and see if I can uh, squeeze in. Well, feel free to call in next week, and we can have martinis from Charlotte to here. I like. Do I'll, I'll sit weekly and have martinis with you. Well, that's uh, what we encourage all of our listeners to do, and we encourage you to listen in again next week when we have Amanda Holland from Premier Designs Jewelry with us, and we will have our sparkly martinis. So we welcome you back next week for the martini meeting. Thanks so much, guys, and listen again next week. <laughs>